It is hour to the game. The game after work. We're taking until 6 o'clock. Mitch Fortner, Troy Coverdale, David G, and Owen Burke. Man, Owen took some shots from Mitch Holtis. I, I like that it turned into a pop quiz. Yeah. I was. I don't know if you guys looked over here at all. I did not stop smiling during the commercial. Yeah. More, more of than being a Ravens fan, I'm a football fan. I've been listening to that touchdown Kansas City for a long time, and that was that was one of the coolest things ever. He goes, "Read some poetry, uh, growling." Hey, I was like, "Hey, bring it!" I'll, hey, that Mitch was, can grill me anytime he wants. You to, did okay? great, Owen. You I, did fantastic. That was so funny, man. That was great. Well, I'll never forget. I mean, when I first started doing the board hopping, uh, Rex Hudler used to be, uh, oh. I guess, once in a while. Um, he doesn't do those kind of things much anymore. Um, but he used to come on, and I mean, the Royals were red hot. At the time, and everybody's watching Royals games. It's you know 2014, 2015, so everybody's into it. And we had Rex coming on the show, and it was one of my first shows with John as the host. And he's like, "No, you call him." I'm like, "I get to call Rex Hudler." <laughs> Whoa, this is cool. Uh, and Rex get him on the phone. Hey, Mitch, what's going on? Nice to talk to you. He's the most friendly guy. person in yeah, the world, you can imagine. So, super yeah, super friendly, super friendly. And Mitch Holtis was another one of those. So yeah, I've already I texted my buddy a picture of the schedule when I saw it, and I've already sent myself the clip from last, so, <laughs> from last that last segment. So you did great, yeah. dude. Oh, and I'm glad great. to make your wishes come true. Was, hey, I hope I, I don't know I don't know what I hope for next week. Obviously, I want a Baltimore win, but I think it'd be a pretty interesting phone call come Wednesday. Yeah. Before we continue on uh, with the cats, which by the way, uh, in our next segment at. Roughly 525. Um, I recorded this earlier today, one-on-one interview with K-State women's basketball player Eliza Maupin. Two back-to-back really solid games for K-State off the bench with the absence of Aoka Lee. You'll, ha- you'll hear that interview, plus meet the Wildcats with Eliza Maupin. Mitch Palm here in just a few moments. Uh, wanted to pass along a couple of programming things for K-Man uh, with high school uh, hoops. As uh, tomorrow will start, the Mid-America Classic in McPherson. The Manhattan Girls will play tomorrow at 3 o'clock against Shawnee Mission East. So pregame coverage will start at, uh, at 2.45, and that will continue on into the 4 o'clock hour. So there will be a little bit of a late start to tomorrow's show, but we'll still have a show. And then win or lose, of course, the girls again will play on Friday and, and Saturday. Manhattan Boys, because of a rescheduled game that was supposed to be played on Tuesday, now the Manhattan Boys will play back-to-back days as they'll have a 6 o'clock game at Blue Valley Stillwell on Friday, 6 o'clock game at uh, Emporia on Saturday. So um, there's a good chance that the Manhattan girls and and boys will both play at 6 o'clock on Friday. Whoa. So what that would mean is the Manhattan girls are on air, and Troy, who's heading to Stillwell for that Friday night game, will be an online-only contest. Mm -hmm. So we'll have both games, just only one will be on air. I'll just have to remember to make sure I cut my mic off in the breaks and – if I don't, then you know. <laughs> you're saying it's you're saying it's going to be a fun Friday over here. Yeah, dude. You know, me, me pulling the old Mike Shannon uh, and Cardinals radio thing in the commercial breaks, popping cans off to the side. <laughs> and by no, the way, of course, it won't happen. <laughs> coverage of the Kansas City Chiefs on Sunday with pregame coverage starting at noon. That'll be the Chiefs pregame coverage at noon and then at one o'clock we switch over to Westwood one that'll take us all the way through the game and then after the game ends and uh, we'll transfer over to the Lions and 49ers for the NFC championship game wow and by the way K-State men's basketball tonight is at Iowa State and guys it is prediction time let's fire up Mitch Palm (laughs) 
Tonight's prediction. Both K-State and number 23 Iowa State are 14-4 and four in the Big 12, but the Cats a game better than the Cyclones in the Big 12. Cats are 4-1, and one, first place with Texas Tech, and, um, and Iowa State at 3-2. and two. This is from Hilton Coliseum. It is sold out tonight, 14,267 expected tonight for this ball game. K-State this year, 2-1 and one in true road games. That loss was to Texas Tech by one point. Iowa State at home is undefeated this year, 11-0. But actually, Hilton Coliseum in recent history has been a, a winnable place for K-State. I mean, teams that shouldn't have won in Ames won some games. Um, K-State has won five of the last eight meetings in Ames, Iowa. Cats lead the all-time series 145-92 to Iowa State does lead the series, though, at Hilton Coliseum, 29-23. to Now, K-State looking for their second straight start, if they can, a 5-1 in the Big 12. If they do so tonight, that'll be the second straight year. Tang starts 5-1 in Big 12 play. All right, TJ Otzelberger, third year with the Cyclones. Let's take a look at Iowa State. They're coming off a one-point win on Saturday over TCU. By the final score of 73-72, what's very notable about that game is they were without their star player, Taman Lipsy, and more on him here in just a moment. Iowa State is one of the top defensive teams in the country. They are first in the nation in turnover margin. They are second in the nation in turnovers forced at 18.6 per game. That is an incredible number. They're fourth in the nation in 11.5 steals a game. They're fifth in the nation at scoring defense at 60.7 points per game. Now, their numbers aren't as good as K-State women's basketball, but they're still really good. Cyclones just so many numbers defensively, top 15 in the nation. Meanwhile, for their offense, not too bad. Average about 1.1 points per possession. They're 36th in the nation at two-point scoring percentage. 55%. Now, what's been a common theme these last two games that K-State played at home? That is Baylor and Oklahoma State. Those are two teams that in non-conference play was pretty solid from three-point range. But once they got into Big 12 play, those numbers dipped. And dipped heavily for a team like Baylor. Well, for Iowa State... They're heading into this game as a 35% three-point shooting team. That's overall for the full season. But so far, five games in Big 12 play, they're under 25%. They shoot 23 free throws per game. That is 43rd in the nation, at, and they're a little over 70% from the free throw line. Now let's get to the players. Taman Lipsy is the big question, in my opinion. Does he play or, to not, or not? They were still able to win at TCU without him. He was out with a shoulder injury. He did return to practice yesterday. But it's how does TJ Otzelberger approach this? Is he going to be aggressive and play Tame and Lipsy? I don't know. I don't know if that is enough time for him to return. It's a questionable status heading into tonight. But this is why it's so notable if he plays or not. He averages 14.5 points per game. He averages 5.5 rebounds per game. He averages 5.6 assists per game. 
He averaged 3.4 steals per game. Every one of those numbers leads the team. Mm-hmm. That would be a pretty big, pe- pretty big piece to your puzzle. Pretty key a person on your. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm throwing out a lot of peace here. I yeah. can't spit it out. He's a key guy, right? Uh-huh. Pretty important guy. Next is six one guard, or check that. Lipsy's a six one guard who shoots 38 percent from three as well. By the way, 67 percent free throw shooter. They were able to get a, get it done against TCU on the road without him. Will he play tonight? We'll see. Second leading scorer on the on the team is UNLV transfer Keyshawn Gilbert, six um, four guard. 13.5 points, 4.5 steals per game. Not a great three-point shooter. Just 24%, but he's a slasher. He's athletic, and he will get to the hoop as he shoots 55% from two-point range. So I watch out for his slashing ability. K-State's going to have to put a really solid um, defensive player on him, which K-State really all around has been doing a really solid job at um, – at defending, you'll most likely still see them switch on all the ball screens. Now there's a third player that's real key to me. Watch out for this forward by the name of Milan Momchilovic. Pretty close. Pretty close. Um, he's, I mean, he's a big guy, 6'8", forward. He'll play the four. Uh, top 50 freshman heading into this year, so he is a freshman. 13.5 points. Four and a half assists per game, four rebounds in contest. He'll also steal the basketball from you. But really what's notable about him as he's averaging 13 points per game in Big 12 play, um, he is a solid three-point shooter at 39%. So big guy like Arthur who can also shoot the three at a high clip. So that'll be an interesting battle. Arthur Kaluma versus Milan Momchilovic. Dude. Arthur already wins in the name department, in Come my opinion. On. Way easier to say. Come on. And as a PA announcer, a lot yeah. more fun with it. <laughs> I, you know, Milan Momchilovic. It'd take me a couple days to figure that one out. All right, and then finally is the 6'10 Ford and Robert Jones. You know, I don't see K-State being the lesser team in the post. I think K-State with David Gasson and Will McNair can win some pain points and win some rebounds against a guy like Robert Jones that they don't really have a lot of depth at the five. So watch out for that as well. Now, here are my big keys of the game. Turnovers. No doubt about it. This is key number one easily at the top of the list, and that's turnovers. K-State is averaging nearly, I mean, 15 turnovers a game. That's one of the worst numbers in the nation. But in the last three games, Texas Tech, Baylor, Oklahoma State, K-State's averaging 17.3 turnovers a game, and most of those have been coming in the first half. I don't like K-State's chances if they play a sloppy first half. I mean, I like K-State's chances to scratch and claw and stay in the game. But when you go to Hilton Coliseum and you have a number of ugly turnovers strung together and you allow that Hilton Coliseum magic, that Hilton magic, the fans to stay in it and stay height, that's not going to be a fun environment to play in. You need to hush that crowd and make some big plays and not get in a habit of ugly turnovers. There's been too many turnovers here in in, in recent games, and Iowa State is the best team in the country at forcing turnovers. Another key is obviously, does Taman Lipsy play? If he doesn't, I I really like K-State's chances to go steal a game. Also, the Cats need to get to the free throw line. 
You know, Iowa State's kind of an average team at allowing teams to get to the free throw line, but when you're on the road, you got to find a way to get some whistles. That can really bail you out of some trouble, and if you're winning the whistles on in the road in Big 12 play, you're already probably playing an above-average game. You're playing against the odds. You're trying to turn the odds into your favor. If you can go see some whistles and get to the free throw line, K-State will score some points. They're 78% from the foul line in Big 12 play. Ken Palm does not really give K-State a chance to win in Ames tonight. 20% chance with the Iowa State Cyclones winning 72-63. I did say earlier in the first hour with my heart that K-State, I think, will go 1-1 one one this week. Does Mitch Palm have K-State pulling off the upset? First of all, error popped up when I clicked enter to get the final score because it asks, well, what's the situation with Taman Lipsy? Is he playing or is he not? I couldn't answer that question. So Mitch Palm was like, hey, can't give you a final score. So I kind of have to take over. I have to I have to uh, what, override the hard drive. Oh, no. I have to really break open the mainframe to get an answer out of Mitch Palm. Mitch Palm gives K-State a 45% chance of winning in Ames tonight. I personally have the feeling that Taman Lipsy is not 100%. And if he does play extremely limited, I'm not sure I'm counting. If I'm Iowa State, I'm not sure I'm exactly counting on him. With that still being said, it's going to be tough to win there. So I have Iowa State slightly winning this game in Ames tonight by the final score of 70 to 66. And you probably ought to have IT take a look at your computer. Yeah, you're throwing a lot of words at me there, and I didn't understand most of them. <laughs> My least favorite part was that you feel like the Iowa State. Listen, I had to Matthew Broderick war games this thing. Dang! <laughs> that's a pull. That, man. Uh, that's a pull. That would computer, you, we need to Would you update. like to play a Mitch Bomb? Oh, no. <laughs> Get the spray stuff sprayed in there. This is dirty. <laughs> and then Brett, I'm getting calls from Brett Yarmark's people. Like, <laughs> what is going on? There's people in black suits showing up to my door. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry about it. Oh, no, those are his friends. <laughs> those are his former co-workers. Black suits, I mean, come on, man. <laughs> Well, Jay-Z didn't show up. Oh, God. <laughs> Mitch Palm, unfortunately, going with Iowa State tonight. Let's take a timeout. When we come back, it's going to be uh, Eliza Maupin, who's turned into a star the last couple of games for the second-ranked team in the nation, K-State women's basketball. My conversation plus Mitch Palm is up next with Eliza Maupin after these words. Owen, what was your uh, first concert? First concert I ever went to. That's a great question. Um, I want to say, man, I think it might have been Flyover in Kansas City. Post Malone was the headliner for a festival. So I guess it's not really a concert. Oh, it's a concert. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's a festival. But yeah, I don't know. Looking back on the night, I don't understand how, like, we get down to the pit. It's probably like five or six o'clock standing there. Listen to some great music. I look down at my phone. It's 1 a.m. We haven't sat down at all, haven't drinking any water, haven't eaten anything, and I was just having the time of my life. You know, like, <laughs> the music does something to you, I guess. There's always the best festivals when there's like 50,000 people and you are crazy dehydrated mm-hmm. yep. and yep. needing a shower bad. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. It is the game on KMA and Mitch Fortner, Troy Coverdale, David G, and Owen Burke. K-State women's basketball is now, according to the coaches' poll, ranked number two in the nation. There's only been one other team that has reached that high in the coaches' poll, and really other, any other poll, and that was the 0203 team. So it was 21 years in the making, K-State once again, is back on top, just nearly back on top when it comes to the polls. I mean, if you ask Jeff Mitty, these things don't matter. He doesn't even pay attention to them. I would imagine as a student athlete, this day and age, with all the social media, it'll hit you right in the face right before you know it. You're scrolling, and all of a sudden, boom, it's right there. Because everybody's talking about it. Everybody loves this K-State women's basketball team. And emerging before our eyes is Eliza Maupin, who, by the way, you know, before the game against Baylor, Last year, she got a pretty big opportunity as a true freshman because Yoki was not available for the whole season. So she's playing in big 12 games against top 25 opponents on the road and scoring in double figures. But a lot more people are watching now. People are noticing that Eliza Moppin girl, who was averaging six minutes a game before the KU game, has some talent. And it's pretty raw. I mean, if I were to give you a comparison just based on raw talent, she reminds me of Naquan Tomlin. Mm. Long legs, long arms, athletic, can jump high. Not bad one-on-one. She can go make some plays. And nice. I thought she was more of a distant shooter. That three she made at Baylor was her first ever three she ever took <laughs> in her college career so far. She was not a three-point shooter. She'll talk about that more here in just a moment. But Eliza Maupin, a sophomore 6'3", from Webster Groves, Missouri, the St. Louis area, Scored 16 points, 19 boards, a block, and was 6 of 6 from the field against the Baylor Bears. And earlier today, I got a chance to catch up with K-State's Eliza Maupin. All right, Eliza, well, thanks for sitting down with me. How's how's your life been these last couple of days after you beat the 13th-ranked Baylor team, where K-State hasn't won in 21 years? You're now the number two team in the country, and you had 16 points tied for the lead score. Have you been getting a lot of reaction from friends and family after that win? I've been getting a few, you know. <laughs> uh, it's just all exciting, you know, news for everyone. Everyone's super excited for us. So um, I see that, and, you know, obviously I'm super excited for our team, but I try not to get so, you know, up in my head that it gets to me. So I'm trying to stay grounded where I'm at. After that Baylor game, certainly you're getting a lot more attention like on social media from fans, but it wasn't like you know last year you didn't score in double figures or get more opportunities to play because Yoki wasn't able to play last yeah. year. How much did last year get you prepared for Yoki now being out roughly four weeks and you're getting a lot more minutes? Yeah. Um, obviously, the Big 12 is one of the most physical um, conferences in the, in the league. And so last year just definitely helped me, you know, get used to that physicality and the size and the speed that I need to play at that level. Um, And so coming in these past few games, I think I've been prepared in that area since I know what it's like to play. Um, And so that's definitely prepared me in that area. Now, I know everybody's been talking about you hitting that three. And certainly when that ball went in, you could tell it was your night for sure. Take me through the decision to take that three and also had that been something you've been working on as a Wildcat, your long-range shooting? 
Um, no, I have not been working on that. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I think Serena passed it to Zai, Zai passed it to me, and I was on the, I was outside of the three. I was actually behind the basket, like the, I was not aligned with the three-point basket, but I was wide open, and my defender was way off me. I think they were like under the basket, so I was like, I'm just gonna shoot it. I mean, what else could like I have nothing to lose right here, <laughs> like for me personally. So I shot it, um, and it went in. So. I mean, did you get any funny reactions from teammates after uh, maybe during oh, a timeout yeah. and they're coming up and telling you about it? Oh, yeah. They're like, what? What? Like, I didn't know you shot threes. Like, that's amazing. They're all super surprised, but super excited for me, obviously, because I made it. So when Aoka has the ankle injury, she has to have surgery. I'm sure that came as a shock. But what are you telling yourself at that point? Is this now, okay, now this is my opportunity to shine and, and get some big minutes? Uh, Yeah, for sure. Um Obviously, you know, it was my opportunity, you know, to take up the minutes that um, were lost and that somebody else has to come play. But I think in the end, it's all for the team. So I didn't see it as a, my type of thing. I saw it as a we, like we all have to pick it up and play together as a team since we're down a player. So I've noticed that you, you can jump pretty high. Do you, do you know what your vertical is? I think it's like 31, something like that something weird i don't know i haven't like looked at it anytime like, do, recently, but. do you know if that's the best on the team i think zai's up there too with 31 zai and michaela are up there yeah but i mean i just have like i'm really long so i can just get really high well okay so you're what you're six three is that right six three around there yeah so uh, it, growing up did you play other sports were you a volleyball player i did um it, like it all started in the backyard with my brother's we all just, you know, super competitive family. Obviously, I have a lot of siblings, so we all played sports. But um, in high school, I played volleyball, and I did track. Um, so those sports also helped me, you know, be super versatile in those areas, in which obviously helped me in basketball. But, I mean, I love playing volleyball. I was a middle hitter. Um, and then in track, I did high jump and long jump. So so what age did you pick up a basketball and play with your brothers? And was this, like, in the, in the driveway growing up? Yeah, definitely in the driveway. It's that type of thing. I was definitely, like nine eight nine something like that yeah i didn't play i didn't start playing organized basketball till like seventh grade though so well when did you realize you were good and and you had it was, was there a coach that told you that and you had just the raw athleticism to play basketball i don't think there was like ever a moment like that i just knew like every year i played i had like the athleticism like over like everyone like i just knew i had like a god-given talent and so I was like, okay, I could do something with this, and I could go play basketball or play some sport in college, and you know it worked out for me. So, so now we find find out yesterday, number two in the coaches poll. There's been only been one other team for one week that that has ever done that, and this has been 21 years in the making. But you mentioned earlier, I heard you talking to the other members of the media that you know, you're trying to not look at it but I mean as somebody that has social media and it's being posted everywhere I mean no, yeah. K-State fans are talking about this team so is it hard to not look at it and get too emotionally invested in a ranking I'd say it's it's uh difficult but um, a number is a number and you know you never know what's going to happen and so you just have to keep telling yourself this is basketball and you're it just comes down to who's better and who's playing better and you don't have to worry about the numbers. But, yeah, obviously social media is going to put it out there in front of your face and show you that, oh, look at you, like you're number two, which is exciting. You know, I take pride in, but um, you have to keep working. You don't just stop there. 
All right, let's play Meet the Wildcats with Eliza Maupin. Did you have a favorite athlete growing up? I would say I looked up to LeBron James just because everybody was looking at him. So I was like, oh, yeah, he's a cool player. Now I'd say, like, Sue Bird or Diana, Diana Taurasi. Now, growing up, did you have the goal to be a professional basketball player, or was there something else you wanted to do when you grew up? I actually was not wanting to be a basketball player. Like, I didn't, like, see that as a goal. Um, but uh, I think starting, like, middle school and, like, going into high school, I think that was a goal for me to be a college basketball player, professional you have a music guilty pleasure, some tunes you don't typically listen to around the, the teammates? Classical music. I'd say I listen to classical music. Like we're talking Mozart? Mozart, yep. Is Mozart the favorite? You have somebody Beethoven, else? Mozart. Would you have a favorite, like, is it symphony? Is that the right thing to ask? Do you have a favorite symphony? Symphony, piano, violin, all that type of, you know, instrumental music. Do you have a, uh, a biggest pet peeve? When people are smacking, like, close your mouth. Like, why are you eating like that? Like, like that's simple, but it's just, yeah. That's a, that was a very popular answer with the football players I did meet the Wildcats with. you have a favorite TV show of all time? Um, Outlander, I think it came out, like, last year, but it's pretty good. Is that the Scottish yep. romance show? Yes, yeah, that's good. That's really good. I watched it for the first season and a half. It kind of, I have to get back yeah, into it. So, yeah, it's kind of like you're either into it or you're not, so... Do you have a go-to karaoke song? I'm going to just say Party in the USA because that's just all I see whenever I go to play karaoke. What's your favorite holiday? Thanksgiving's a good one. Christmas is short after that. I just like to eat, so Thanksgiving's first. Do you have any bad habits? I go to bed really late. Like, that's a bad habit. Like, I need to sleep, but I go to bed late. <laughs> I'm guilty as well. Yeah. All right, to wrap up, NFL is about to uh, reach, uh, well, the conference championships are now here. Who do you got? Chiefs, Ravens, Lions, and 49ers. Oh, Chiefs, Who's going to win it all? Oh, Chiefs. I'm just saying hands down Chiefs. Like, nobody's beating the Chiefs. I'm from, born in Kansas City, but I'm from St. Louis, Missouri. Like, I just know, like, the Chiefs are going to win. I already know. Were you heartbroken when, when the Rams left? Yeah, that was pretty sad because I was like our main like sport in besides uh, the Blues. But yeah, that was a pretty like surprising thing for, for me. All right. Well, it's always been fun to watch you grow as a basketball player. Looking forward to this game on Saturday. Best of luck against BYU. Thank you so much for having me. Let's get that's K-State forward, Eliza Maupin, uh, a true sophomore. Owen, uh, she has picked the Chiefs to win it all. Your thoughts? Um, I mean, it's not a bad pick. Like, I know how good Kansas City is. Like I said, as much as I'm a Ravens fan, I'm a football fan. And I know Mitch was talking about us wanting to play the Bills. I would rather play the Chiefs because to be the best, you got to beat the best. I mean, I mean, a wise man once said that back in, ten, back in the day. So, got to go through Kansas City to get to the Super Bowl. I'm all for it. So. I'm happy you didn't say anything at all uh, bad about Eliza Moppin. I was, no. I was, I was say, I going to say, I thought he was about to say he was – all of a sudden, a big fighting Joseph Smith fan. Yeah, <laughs> don't like it, dude. Don't you dare say anything no. about the last. Her. The last thing they did get the games wrong this weekend. AFC title game should be the primetime game Sunday night. For I don't know sure. why we're playing in the afternoon. Well, I mean, NFC is on the West Coast. Yeah, I mean, this I is guess. an East Coast game. Hey, yeah. Pac-12 football used to play at 11 p.m. Come yeah, on, yeah, let them, let them <laughs> do it. It's the best part. You can break your sleep schedule, stay up late, and watch football. That's I don't know about you guys, but I. I'm really rooting for the Lions. I, mean, I am too. You know, I've got a I got a buddy at work that's a Lions fan. If there were two fans, two fan bases that were just absolutely starving just for another shot to play for a Super Bowl, like get to an AFC or NFC championship game, I would say the Bills 
are in there, even though they were in an AFC Championship game a few years ago, mm-hmm. but the Chiefs won. Um, the the Lions have only been to one other NFC Championship game. Yeah, in the fifties. No. Well, no, no, it was in the nineties. Oh. It was ninety one, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it they, was ninety one, and they lost. Oh, haven't oh, made a yeah. Super Bowl yet. Uh, lost yeah, to Washington, I think. May have to double check that, that one. That is, yeah, Joe Gibbs run his first one. That's uh that's sad, dude. That's so sad. And they were like, if you look back at the old NFL records, they were dominant. They were so good back in the day, and then it just it's almost like they had one of the best running backs of all time ever, and well, he retired at thirty. I mean, like even before, like in the fifties, like oh yeah, they yeah, were yeah, yeah. they were uh, like them and the Browns were just amazing back in the fifties. It's like Detroit, 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 and then the Super Bowl era comes and they got nothing. Yeah. Oh, the Night Train Lane days. Night back Train in the Lane, day. baby. Oh, Madden legend right there. Oh. I mean, I'm convinced the success of Brock Purdy is the whole reason why Matt Campbell's still at Iowa State. He's like, hey. He's hanging on to that one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. Hey, look, I have this guy. You see him? Und- no, uh, Mr. Irrelevant uh-huh. is now you know back-to-back NFC Championship games. I love how anytime he has, like, he struggles, people just pile on him. And then he has one good game where he's like, oh, he's, he's great. He's wonderful. Bad game, he stinks. Don't, get out of there. Don't know, get but, me started. But uh, <laughs> now you turn around and uh, Mr. Matt lost one of his best assistants to Cincinnati, of all places. Ooh. Ooh. I didn't see that. Little uh-huh. shuffling. Linebacker's coach takes the D.C. job. Big recruiter, recruiting guy. Well, didn't um, – so A&M has obviously been, you know, with the coaching change, right. has been poaching all these – these assistants from across, you know, Colin Klein is obviously one of them, and I believe the defensive backs coach, one of them at KU, is now mm-hmm. left. Yep. For uh, for College Station, and now like there's like some cryptic cryptic tweets <gasps> from some of those defensive backs, like a Kobe Bryant. That's like they're pretty unhappy about that. Uh huh. Uh huh. Go ahead. Gee, why would that be? I don't know. Go ahead, follow him. That's good. <laughs> You can jump over here if he wants to. Yeah, he wants. Well, no. No. <laughs> you can't. Fair. You know, fair. I think we're pretty set. Yeah, that's know. fair. You know more yeah. about that than I do. Clanny man. Malone. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean like I think the player. The, <laughs> no, yeah, I'm talking player. about Kobe Bryant, oh, the player. Yeah. yeah. No, no, no. He can come over uh, here. That's yeah, a, yeah. That guy's good. He is. Guy's we'll replace one good. Kobe with another. Yeah. I, you know, I mean, they—they they, they could be invest, they could be interested in picking up another transfer portal defensive back. Got awesome. the kid from Ball State, but also, you know, maybe Come there's on. room for one more. Come on over. I think we're set a corner, but you know, for those guys that start for KU, first of all, NIL money. Mm-hmm. Second, a starting spot up for grabs. Uh huh. Come on over. I repeat the statement. We take a break. When we come back, I saw this kind of cool news. There's going to be a referee making history in this year's Super Bowl. That's coming up next. Sounds like the Osman's going to play two more shows and call it a a career. Yeah. Both will be in Birmingham, England, where he's from. That's good. It's time. He's, he's mid-70s. Have you heard that Osborne Family podcast? No. It's Jack, Kelly, Sharon, and Ozzy. They're all doing a podcast now. I've heard like clips of it. 
it's pretty it's interesting because Ozzy will sometimes get into like road stories and stuff. Oh and, God! I mean, the craziest stories you ever hear from people is either rock stars. Or pro wrestlers. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Especially travel stories. Yeah. <laughs> Those would be the best stories you'll ever hear. Like just chaotic stuff. Man. And Ozzy. Breaking news from the NFL. It's now official. I think we saw this coming here for a little while. Uh, it, you know, I mean, I, I don't think they were going to hire David Shaw. Um, <laughs> the LA Chargers have hired yeah. Jim Harbaugh as their new head coach. So he's leaving Michigan to head to Los Angeles, California, mm-hmm. after winning a national championship. It was that year he spent in San Diego with the Chargers that I think really sold it for him. He wants to get back there. I, I think it was more along the lines of the six games that he sent suspended this season that had more to do with that. That and this sound. Beep, beep, beep. <laughs> Hey, what is it? B-R-I-N-K-S. Okay, Brinks, got it. That's what it is. That's what's come back in here. Okay. Mm-hmm. And Justin Herbert. That's a pretty pretty solid piece to build around there. Yeah, you know, and they got a lot of talent. I mean, really, the talent-rich roster, but just can't put it together. I couldn't believe Tom Telesco got another job. Yeah, that's I, crazy. I don't know how, but. Is he going well, to he drafted well. Vegas? He's going to he, Vegas. He drafted wow. well. It's the free agency that did him in. Yeah. Their free agent moves never did pan out. Well, luckily, he doesn't have a hard job to follow. The Vegas, <laughs> the Vegas free Whoa. agent market's never usually a solid place to be at either. So. This is good for the Chargers, though. It, it is. It makes them like a, like a little bit relevant. <laughs> they, I, I mean, just, geez. You could bring up Justin Herbert, but I, as long as he plays in the AFC West— you're never getting over the hump. No. In my opinion, I don't think he's that good. You could get it for a year, I think. There are some hoops to jump through with that roster. Like I think they might struggle out the gate. I think they're but the the good thing is the issues are glaring. They have three six four receivers that take too long to get open and an O line that can't hold up long enough to get them open. And then defensively, a lot of aging contracts. Joey Bosa hasn't looked great. Khalil yeah. Mack hasn't looked great. Khalil Mack was third in sacks this year somehow because he had five sacks in one game. But other than that, uh, so there's some hoops to jump through, but I'm curious to see who they bring in as the GM to pair with Jim going forward. Whatever they do, he will get them whipped into shape. The guy can coach. There's no doubt about it. He can build a program. I mean, the 49ers were t- – Terrible before he got a hold of him. Well, and it's you true. just you gave me a thought. I mean, this is Colin Kaepernick's best shot now at getting back into the hey, NFL. <laughs> I can this, do it. This is his only actually uh, probably shot to get back into the NFL uh, if, if the Chargers become desperate for a QB mm-hmm. because they used to work together, obviously. Yeah, I, somehow I doubt that's going to play. I think I'm curious to see who this offensive staff's going to be if he brings Greg Roman back in. He Coached with John in Baltimore, but he was with Jim in San Francisco beforehand. Mm-hmm. Also, another small thing that I love to look at here is Ryan Day might actually get to keep his job going forward. Maybe they have a chance to beat <laughs> Michigan because <laughs> Lord knows Ohio State lost that game this year. He might have been out of a job. Ooh, so, yeah. yeah. Um, kind of a neat story here. I saw this earlier today. Terry Killens, who's a referee in the NFL, he now just completed his sixth season in the NFL. He will become the first person to both play and referee in a Super Bowl this year. He played, uh, I, Roman numerals here, uh, Super Bowl 34. Boy, if it wasn't for WrestleMania, I would not know my Roman numerals. <laughs> nah. so. 
But it, that was the year the Rams played the Titans, and he was a linebacker for the Titans. Wow. And he, he had one tackle. Uh, so basically rode the bench. Uh, he'll get a lot more time in this Super Bowl. He played the Super played. Bowl. He kind of tackled the, the headline Bowl. still fits. I wanted to squeeze in like a semi-pro Andre the three thousand. Yeah. yeah, riding the bench. The way he in that says, ring. The way he says bench. Yeah, is just Andre beautiful. three thousand in that movie was oh, phenomenal. It was great. I love that movie. I love it. Um, the when he says bench. Oh man, but yeah, you get a tackle in the Super Bowl. You're doing all right. You're doing he also right. played some special teams. Yeah, he played. I just, I just can't believe you go from a player to a referee. I mean, what are you nuts? That's an interesting path for oh sure. Oh my god! I mean, these referees make bank though. I yeah, I but guess you didn't just, have the chops of being a broadcaster. You're just hated. I mean, just no one likes you it's ever. A thankless. I don't know about you guys. I could be. I could handle that heat real well. Mm. Like the heat from being an official. Like I'm really good at just ignoring all that stuff. I think I could have made like just high school hoops or whatever. Or, b- or football, I could, I I would be fine with parents yelling at me. I can get over that stuff. No thanks. It's not going to hang with me. No thanks. They can say whatever they want, and then I tee them up. Yeah, <laughs> it's like it wouldn't, wouldn't hang with me, but it doesn't make the job any more enjoyable. Ah. That's for sure. So one thread on Twitter today was discussing the against the spread numbers uh, for the home teams with said official for Sunday's. Ravens Chiefs game, yeah, working. You saw that thread. Yeah, I did. Did you see how it got taken apart? Did it? Yeah, one I... of the guys that posts for Pro Football Focus absolutely demolished it. Good, I'm absolutely okay with demolished it. it because basically the original poster was trying to say, yeah, this guy is there because he's you know there to put the Chiefs through because hmm. he he the referee that's the head official for the AFC title game calls more penalties on home teams than any other ref in the league apparently yeah and home yeah. Te- and home teams were like 18 and 23 or something you know not all that unusual of a number but he played it up like it was yes and and yeah by the I, way i should clarify real quick i mentioned the referee here he did not get a ring because he played for the losing team so uh, unfortunate my reference really wasn't that good anyway it was still good we, we need to take a break when we come back we'll finish up the show with a deej question on ask us anything after these words Well, 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 it's that time again. Ask us anything. Uh, would you rather Wednesday? Would you rather get lost in the wilderness or get lost in a dangerous city? Um, I have a, I have this weird fear of animals attacking me all the time. So I would say no to the wilderness because I just, I don't want to like a rabid, you know, beast coming at me, man. I mean, if you're released in some sort of neighborhood, there is a chance of you finding a 7-Eleven yeah, on a corner. Yeah. So you don't have to worry for food or drinks. You'll wander your way out in a wilderness. <laughs> I mean, you're on your own legit. Like For sure. A, a credit card isn't saving you. Sometimes that 7-Eleven is the most dangerous place of all. So, <laughs> I mean, it depends on how prepared I was. I wasn't Eagle Scout. Uh, yeah, but I at least take the wilderness. At least that big gulp is going to quench your thirst. Especially True. if they're playing classical music on the PA outside. Like ah, uh, uh, that would be Portland. Yeah. yeah, man, not so calming. No, no, nope, nope, nope. Um, have we asked this one? Would you uh, adopt? Would you rather adopt a British accent every time you're having a serious conversation or laugh every time someone cries? I think I have asked. Yeah, you've asked uh, that one before. I really like that one. Um, 
Would you rather get in a fist fight with Mike Tyson or fall down a flight of stairs? Stairs. <laughs> stairs. Well, are we talking Mike Tyson right now or back in the day? Oh, he can still throw. I know he Dude, still yeah. can, but Oof. it's 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 a. Uh, I think about it more if it's now versus then. If it's then, I'll hurl myself down the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, actual Mike Tyson or NES Mike Tyson? Oh yeah, there's not even a question if it's any. If it's punch out Mike Tyson, see you later. I don't uh, know how many stairs are we talking. Ten. It's a nice flight. I'll take the stairs. Yeah. yeah, I'll take the stairs. Yeah. Smart, smart yeah. man. Yeah. <laughs> one, one, one punch greater than 10 stairs. I mean, if we're talking like a lighthouse spiral staircase, I'm going to take my chances with, my, with Mike Tyson. <laughs> Dude, you might be able to dodge a couple. You know what I mean? Like, get out of the way, but a stair, the stairs are going to get you every time, dude. Just don't there. play Phil Collins. <laughs> that was great. Give him his due. That was a great reference. Thank you. Um, Let me squeeze in one more. Would you rather have an assistant to reply to all your emails or an assistant to do all your grocery shopping? Email. Well, I kind of like the, uh, I wander around the grocery store. I just kind of look around and oh, okay, I'll get that. You know. I miss those days, dude. People watch a little bit. We have two ticking time bombs when we go into the store, man. One of them's going to go off. <laughs> yeah, we got to go. Turned into an online grocery shopper. That's <laughs> I've never tried that. Should I start doing it? Yeah. I think it's the wave. It's rad. We got to go. Abbreviate a show tomorrow because of Manhattan Girls basketball in McPherson. So we'll start about 4.30-ish. So we will have a show tomorrow for Owen, Deej, Troy, Mitch. Go Cats.